0: Jesus was praying in a certain place, and after he had finished, one of his disciples said to him, Lord, teach us to pray as John taught his disciples. He said to them, when you pray, say, Father, hallowed be your name, your kingdom come, give us each day our daily bread, and forgive us our sins, for we ourselves forgive everyone indebted to us. Do not bring us to the time of trial. And he said to them, Suppose one of you has a friend, and you go home at midnight, and say to him, Friend, let me three loaves of bread, for a friend of mine has arrived, and I have nothing set before him. And he answers from within, Do not bother me, the door has already been locked, and my children are with me in bed. I cannot get up and give you anything. I tell you, even though he will not get up and give him anything because he is his friend, at least because of his persistence, he will get up and give him whatever he needs. So I say to you, ask and it will be given you. Search and you will find. Knock and the door will be opened for you. For everyone who asks, receives. And everyone who searches, finds. And for everyone who knocks, the door will be opened. Is there anyone among you who, if your child asks for a fish, will give a snake instead of a fish? Or if the child asks for an egg, will give a scorpion? If you then, who are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will the Heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? The Gospel of the Lord. Maybe seated. try this. Got my, got my microphone. Good to go. Uh, so this works especially well if you are willing to contribute. And I have to challenge you because Juliana was the only child her age today and she contributed. She came up and answered questions and, and uh, answered some of the questions I'm going to ask you. So uh, if she could contribute, you all have no excuse. Uh, you could do this and uh, let's have fun with it. So my first question is, who in here prays? Put your hand. So And it's okay if you don't pray. Keep your hand down. It's okay. Okay? So basically everyone. Does everyone, anyone want to offer up how often do you pray? I pray throughout the day. Throughout the day. I'm always saying something like, help me, Lord. Mm-hmm. Or, thank you, Lord. I do that all day. All day. All day. Very good. Who else? How often do you pray? Sarah, you get. Yeah. Pray before dinner. Yep. Yep. Anyone else want to offer up? Cut, uh, Brent. It's kind of odd, but I think I need to sometimes in the morning at work because I'm on the water and it's either the sun, or the clouds, snow. So it's kind of like an environmental thing. Yeah. No, that's, that's huge. I, uh, I, along those lines, um, I got into a car accident, like, the first month and a half I had my license. And ever since then, I've always prayed before I drove, because I'm, like, always worried about that accident. And I would think, too, if you have a job that is so dependent on the climate, like, that makes a lot of sense, I think. So, yeah. Uh, Prayers help, yeah. Brent just shared what he asked for. is very specific. What what, what are some of the things that you ask for? And you, Amanda, you mentioned you pray for specific people. Uh, what what do you ask for in prayer? I'm generally praying for somebody else, not so much for yourself. I have been saying a few prayers for myself. It's for somebody else, for the Yeah. 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 I do a lot of uh, health and safety prayers, whether for myself or other people, that comes up a lot. hmm Very good. Uh, anyone else want to share what they ask for, Jeff? Yeah. So oh, is that the God grant me the courage okay, the surrounded prayer. Okay. You just. Can... i do a prayer at work for a lot of patients. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. 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 Anyone else want to share? Yeah. Yeah. No, it's a, that's a good to, to reflect. Just saying this for the for the sake of recording to reflect on the blessings of our lives and be thankful. Uh, here's here's one, and, and it is okay. Uh, I won't I won't put you on the spot. I won't ask you questions. Uh, but I'm curious. Uh, all of you answer that you pray. That's good. Um, but prayer can mean a lot of things. Does anyone in here? either not know how to pray or feel uncomfortable when they pray because they're not sure of what to ask for. Yeah, man. don't know how to pray. For me, it's just like a conversation with God. I mean, formal prayer is that side of the basic sense you know. Right. I don't really have Right, like a whole system of... Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, you know, it's interesting because, I mean, you all answered that for the most part, and I appreciate you sharing that, Amanda. Um, most of you seem confident, though, in how you pray, uh, but I, I get this a lot, like, I, I don't know how to pray. Uh, I get it sometimes from people in Salem, but a lot of times from people I talk to, like, I don't, I don't really know what that is, I don't know what should I do, should I fold my hand, should I prostrate myself, whatever. Um, I don't really know how to do it. I, I think Amanda is on the right track. I, I have always believed prayer is dialogue simply between you and God. And I think it's a very personal thing. And I think, you know, we all do it in a, in a language and with a method uh, that means a lot to us. And and in a way, like I can't imagine doing it any other way because it's how God has created us. We, we communicate with God in the way that we are created. Some people write songs as prayers to God uh, if you read the Psalms, uh, a lot of them are lifted up as prayers, um, but they're meant to be sung. Uh, some people really like. I, I think I, I said this. I have a pastor friend. Um, she, uh, I, I could never do this. But she had learned at camp, Bible camp, when she was a kid, about God being everywhere and in everything. So she actually prays like out loud when she's washing her face at night, when she's like brushing her teeth, like doing all this sort of random hygiene stuff. Like she's always doing that. Like I can't imagine, I can't imagine doing that for me. But that doesn't invalidate her experience. That is how she feels connected to God. Uh, and so that leads me to how should you pray? I really think it's up to you. Um, I could never be comfortable doing what she does. I usually bow my head and close my eyes. But I know some people, I practiced this when I was in seminary. It didn't do anything for me. But there are some people who really feel comfortable, like, prostrating themselves. That physical aspect of offering total body fullness to God uh, really means a lot to them. It connects them to God. Some people practice the Oran's position like this, uh... So they are kind of lifting up, like doing a physical lifting up of their prayers to God. Again, I think God hears our prayers whether we whisper or whether we shout them. But, but I also think if you're, if you're conversing with someone, so especially someone who you're very close to, you tend to do it in an intimate manner and in a manner that's comfortable to you. I mean, your mother, you know, we love her. Uh, she converses with all of us by talking very loudly. And but she does that, because she knows we love her and she gets excited and yeah. So I wouldn't I wouldn't talk the way she talks to other people, and I don't think she talks that way either. You know, she doesn't always get that excited. Uh, sometimes, yeah, sometimes she does. But um, she knows she could do it with us because she's in an intimate setting. And I think at the heart of it, that's a lot of what prayer is. So that comes to the more important question. Uh, I don't say more important, but this is always kind of. The challenge, And the challenge it seems to be nowadays, the content of prayers. What should you ask for? Now, I did hear a couple of you say, I ask for very intimate things or I give thanks for things or, you know, whatever. But a lot of you talked about praying for either people or circumstances, um, not always necessarily for yourself. Um, I think sometimes we're taught that to, to pray for ourselves is to be selfish. Uh, and and it's not what God intended. Um, I don't know if that's necessarily true. And I I think uh, the thing I like about the Lord's Prayer, and we read, there are two versions of it. There's the Lucan version. There's the Matthew version that is far more thorough, the closer the version that we know. Um, but I think if you look at it, there's really not there's. It, the Lord's Prayer can be conceived as being totally self-centered because you're doing the one petitioning and you're asking God specifically for these things. Uh, but we don't think of the Lord's Prayer as self-centered because we all know the Lord's Prayer. We pray it constantly. Uh, we think it's a really wonderful thing. I think it is. Uh, so I feel like that should, in an ideal sense, kind of begin to to kind of take away from the idea that we it's okay well, to give us the idea, maybe, that it is okay to pray for ourselves. Um, the disciples are in a very similar quandary, and this whole text happens because they simply come up to Jesus and ask him how to pray. Now, in Matthew's version, they kind of have an idea Jesus is kind of excoriating people as he is wont to do, and it, you might be familiar with the, the preamble to the Lord's Prayer, Matthew. Beware of the hypocrites, you know, those who disfigure their face when they're fasting, stuff like that. Uh, but when you pray, go into a quiet room and pray. Here in Luke's gospel, they're really trying to learn. And Jesus teaches them, as is his responsibility. And again, like, if you just look at the Lord's Prayer, if you take your, take your sheet out and look at verse 2, um, it is a very intimate prayer. And it's, it's in line, not only, I mean, this isn't, it's implied that this is not Jesus' invention, uh, that uh, he is responding to them, uh, to the question, teach us to pray as John taught his disciples. So this is a prayer that's from the Jewish tradition, probably handed down to Jesus. And just looking at it, verse by verse, verse 2, uh, first part, Father, hallowed be your name. First of all, um, for me personally, And I'm not, again, your prayer is your prayer. I always like to begin prayer, any prayer, uh, even prayers of desperation, by giving thanks to God and praising God for who God is. Um, And the Lord's Prayer starts out with that. Um, We think of names as very important things to us. Names are sacred in the Jewish tradition. Uh, Of course, many of you know you cannot pronounce the divine name, uh, Y-H-W-H, because to pronounce a name would be to possess it, to put you on a kind of equal level with, with that person, and obviously no one is equal to God. Um, so when you say, hallowed be your name to God, uh, you really are kind of affirming that sense of how holy God's person is. Your kingdom come. Now this has always been, to me, one of the scariest things you could ever pray for. Uh, the, the kingdom of God is not heaven. We often confuse that with heaven. It's not. The kingdom of God is what Jesus came to bring. And Jesus teaches that the kingdom of God is within us. And the kingdom of God is when God's love is shown, God's mercy is shown, and God's justice is shown. And the kingdom of God is not our happiness. It's more creating a better world. And while that may seem uh, uh, like a good thing, uh, it can also be scary. Um, I, I quoted a few weeks ago, I think you all know my love of the musical Hamilton um that that song they sing when they defeat the british at yorktown the world turned upside down uh that's that's in a way an illustration not necessarily in the historical sense but that's an illustration of what the kingdom of god can be it can very much turn the world upside down and so it's not you know we kind of say this your kingdom come your will be done like very rote at this point we all know the lord's prayer But it's a very powerful thing to ask God. And again, I want you to believe in prayer that God is taking your prayer seriously. I like to hope you all believe that. Um, It's a powerful and scary thing to ask for God's kingdom. Give us each day our daily bread. I actually think Juliana got this really well when she was up here. Um, This is not about bread. It's not about, you know, baking bread or whatever. It's simply about God providing and that doesn't just mean food. That means the, you know, water, sustenance, uh, living quarters, basically everything in our life. Now, once again, this can be construed as selfish. I don't think it is. God has given the world, God has given creation the resources to do everything, to live comfortably, to eat well. Um, you know, we, we have the ability to do that for all peoples on the earth. The fact that we You know, many people still hunger and lack housing is part of the reason why we need God's kingdom to come. But while we're praying for that, we give thanks to God that that what we have been given has been provided to us. Now, very easy to misconstrue this as, well, you know, I live in a million-dollar mansion. Obviously, God wants me to live there. That's not what I think is going on. I don't think it's a prayer of abundance. I think giving our daily bread is simply meeting our needs, our basic needs. And that's what we give thanks to God for when we say, Give us this day our daily bread. And forgive us our sins, for we ourselves forgive everyone indebted to us. Now, in a lot of translations, they like to use the debted term instead of sins. And I I like that because, you know, we, we think of Jesus, he died for our sins, we're forgiven. That's all really well and good. Certainly believe that. It's the crux of Christianity. Now that I've fully qualified myself, um, I think this passage more is, as we ask for forgiveness from God, we're also reminded that we do have people indebted to us. Not just the people that have harmed us, but people that owe us. And maybe they don't owe us money, um, but they owe us something. They're indebted to us in some way. This is kind of a passage of kind of calling us to loosen our grip on them. I really love the text uh, when Jesus teaches about canceling out the, the, the debtors. Um, and then the, the person who has debts canceled out didn't cancel out the smaller debt. And Jesus teaches that he did wrong. He gets thrown into whatever, some really bad stuff. Um, I love that text because I feel like the Lord's Prayer is calling us to do it's not just as much a forgiveness of sins. Some of you have been very wronged in your life. And I believe that forgiveness is a process. And yeah, we're supposed to forgive, but it's not that easy. Um, but I also think it's, it's, it's to kind of forgive those who really do owe us something. Uh, forgive those who really really are drawn to us in a big way. Um, and I think that, in a way, it has its own importance Um, I'm trying to find a better way to articulate it and I just can't Uh, but that's why I really like uh, this text Um, it's not just about you know how God forgives us how we interact with God we're praying for God to do better to our neighbor Uh, and do not bring us to the time of trial obviously uh, you know we remember this line lead us not into evil but um, deliver us from evil Uh, we, we don't want to you know go into bad circumstances we don't want to be misled we don't want to be uh in a really rough spot i don't think there's a problem asking god not to and i i really like uh and this is why i've never i've never tried to take the track that like you know someone who's stricken with a life-threatening illness or this or that that it's god's will I always liken it to Jesus in Gethsemane when Jesus asks um, that this cup be passed uh, from him, not as his will but as God's will. Um, You know, we don't we don't want to be sick, and we don't want to die, and we don't want to be put into bad circumstances. And we are it's going to happen in life; it just is, and that stinks. But I don't really see the problem in asking God, you know, please deliver me that's not selfish. Jesus teaches us to ask that in this text. And then he concludes it at the end with how important it is to ask. And I always feel like when I read this, there is no right way to pray. There are definitely wrong ways to pray. You know, don't ask for a million dollars. Don't ask for your enemy to die. I love the Orioles, but don't ask for them to win. Uh, that really, <laughs> it's a painful one not to pray, but we have to, you know, be focused. Um, instead, God encourages, you know, Jesus encourages us to ask God. And Jesus says, asking will be given to you. That doesn't mean if you ask for a million dollars, it will be given to you. But it means that God always does provide. And we're called to ask. And it's okay to ask. So maybe, as I as I read this, and I read this text again last night and made some notes as to what I was going to preach on. It's certainly good that you all pray for your neighbors. It's certainly good that you, you know, pray for circumstances beyond your control. I think the Lord's Prayer says to us that it's okay to be a little selfish. That it's okay to ask God to keep us safe. That it's okay to ask God to keep us healthy. That it's okay to ask God to take care of our loved ones, that it's okay to do those things. It's okay to be selfish. I think Jesus teaches his followers be a little selfish. But remember, as we pray for God's kingdom to come, God's will to be done, uh, that there are bigger things than just us. That God is working in the world, and God is working through us, and God is working through everyone else. And there is a lot going on. So it teaches us to be selfish, but not self-centered. So as you go home tonight uh, and you do pray, pray at dinner, pray, you know, before bed, whenever you do, always be sure to give thanks to God and just consider maybe for a moment tonight, what is it in your life that you need from God? Are you, are you feeling sad and do you need comfort? Are you feeling happy and do you want to be thankful? Uh, is something on your mind that maybe you haven't really addressed in a long time? A person who might be in your debt? or a person you might be in debt to, take the time and pray for that. However you do it, bow your head, lay out, stand up, look up to the ceiling, just stand here, whatever. Um, Take the time and do that. Because God is listening, and God does want to hear your prayer. And we have proof of that in the Lord's Prayer through what Jesus teaches us. Amen.